Hi guys, welcome to another edition of Best Living with me, Steve Riley. Um, today we've uh, we've changed up a little bit. We've had a lot of a lot of former ICT players on a few legends, and uh, we've got a current, and hopefully we'll turn it to be a legend. Uh, he's been with the club a year now, uh, one of our own, and James Keaton. How are you doing, mate? Not bad, thanks. Good to be on. Good man. So, James, just we'll kick on with your best loving shortly, but I just wanted to catch up. Obviously, we're, we're still in lockdown. Uh, I think you boys go back, start of September, so that's right and same. So, um, how you finding, mate? Keep myself fit, keep myself busy around about Inverness and seeing the sights? Uh, that's it. Obviously, it's a good place to be living um, with all the, the walks and scenery round about um, on your doorstep. So, that's kept me busy going to different places and that and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, I've been doing... Bits and bobs, I, I finished, not been doing too much. Don't want to go back and, and end up burning out through a pre-season and then get a few months in and you, you feel terrible. But yeah, I've been doing bits and hopefully it's going to keep me in good stead to, to get into pre-season and, and kick on again. I was going to say, yeah, I see the pre-season training stuff. So delivering ice cream, how's that How's that work for your fitness? To be fair, that was a shift um, for, for about four hours then that, that day. But um, that was good to see. Um, some faces, obviously new faces for me. Um, some of the fans as well, and interact with them and, and stuff like that. It was it was good to see the the smiles on their faces is is turning up at the door. So it was it was rewarding. It was a, a good few hours we done it for. So yeah, it was good. Good man. So quickly touching last season. I mean, we're, we're moving on now. Last season, obviously, you know the debacles and what happened and stuff. We were obviously sitting set in the league and stuff, and looked looked good for that second position and getting the playoff spot. Um, Bit frustrating for you and the boys then, obviously, we'd, we'd, we'd obviously been a wee good run towards the end of the season and to see it cut short, a bit frustrating. Yeah, definitely. I think um, for me, it was kind of a weird season. Um, but we had a, a good team. I, um, I felt we, we could have pushed a bit more. I, I think we shot ourselves in the foot a lot of times where teams round about us were dropping points. But we, they, they say weekends, we, we would drop points as well and we'd done it far too many times. And um, I thought we had the team to... to to obviously shut that gap in Dundee United and keep it close, but as the season went on, they kept pulling away. And as I said, we, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot, but we've done well. We, we had a, a good season, we're, we're in second place, and we we're obviously looking forward to, to obviously pushing on to the end of the season, staying there, and, and seeing what the playoffs obviously brought for us. I think so. I think it was, uh, I just see before you joined, obviously, finishing third or fourth, it's it's a big gap. So, see me, you get that second spot, James, it's yeah. Obviously, one, one, one less set of games and stuff, and you've only got potentially four games to, to get promoted. So, I throw fans that will be back to kick the teeth. But looking forward to the new season, we've lost a few boys, obviously, a few influential players from like Carlo, which, known Carlo, friend of the pod, to be a massive loss to Big Sean. Um, he's still confident this season. We've got a decent sort of spine in the squad, but with a few additions, I think we'll, we'll do all right. Yeah, definitely. We've, obviously, we've still got. Um, a good bunch that was here last season. Obviously, as you've said, we've lost the um, experience. Obviously, Carlo, you know how good Rooney was getting up and down, getting down the right. And um, um, obviously, it's it's up to the gaffer and the club to to bring new players in and and obviously to just add a few to these positions that we need. And as you said, we've got a good spine, a, a team to 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 kick on again. And if it brings in a couple of signings that are. Fits the fits the sports and adapts well to the way we play and, and the team. Then I'm sure we'll we'll be confident again eh, eh, 
obviously going again this season and hopefully learning from the mistakes we made last season. So you, you can set an argument with me, me and the boys last season. I, I, looking at you last season, Jim, I always thought you were a perfect number 10. I always thought, look, great left foot, drop back in the ball, could pick a pass, could see a pass. Some of the boys thought you were a number nine. What's your preference next season then? I mean, also up top of lost Jordan. So do you see yourself through the middles of number nine or maybe sitting back in that number 10 in the hole trying to create stuff? See, it's been different through my, my career. I started mm. off, obviously, I was at number nine, straight through the middle. Um, always played that. Um, Lenny came in when I moved up at Celtic and he preferred me to play as a 10 but mm-hmm. not really as a 10 as a number 9 drop him off so I'd play in a 2 where I'd play up and just drop into holes can I, can I have a free kind of roll mm-hmm. um, but I moved on to Hamilton and I played, they played this, the same formation as we, we can play the 4-3-3 three, three, can I 4 2 three, one. And I played the, the lone striker uh, many times where I was straight through the middle myself I was more like a poacher. I adapted like being a poacher. And um, that, that went, obviously, I picked up 14 goals at Hamilton and then moved on to Hearts and I played as a poacher again. But it wasn't until really I went to Hibs and I started playing the number 10 role with yeah. Stubbsy. Um, Stubbsy put me into number 10 and he preferred me in there. But also when Jason dipped in form or, or wasn't scoring, yeah. he put me back up front. For me, I, 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 like, I like playing in the, the number 10 um, but I, it's one of the two. I, I like being a striker. Like I want, I want to play up top. It's hard when people don't understand. It. A lot of players think it's a luxury playing in tennis. Mm. It's not. It's difficult because at one minute you need to be up the pitch to support your striker, and then when we've not got the ball, you need to drop in. You're doing a lot of a lot of work off the ball. People think you're, you're not doing it, but it's it's difficult. And then you need to find your position when you get back on the ball, and mm-hmm. you're going for me. When I play the 10, I don't get as much goals as what I could get. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one point my dad always makes to me. Um, it's a mental change for myself as well. When I'm playing in there, I always tend to try and look for a pass instead of when I'm playing as a striker, I'll, I'll go for a goal. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I took for, for a player I was playing with, Kevin Thompson at the time at, at Hibs, and I can always mind coming at the end of the season, he pulled me and he says, um, you need to become much more selfish as a yep. player. Um Obviously, my shooting and stuff at that point was really, really strong. Um, it's um, it's one of the things I've always kept in my mind, but it's hard to, to change the way you play and the way you see the game. So, mm-hmm. for me, when I play in the 10, I tend to look for the pass more than going direct to goal. Um, but when I'm playing striker, I, it's like a mental kind of change. Like the last game we played in the season, me and Miles played up front, and mm-hmm. I can mind him off the game, and I'm like to myself, like, I enjoyed it all. I was playing through the middle. I was working, working my arse off me and Miles and um, I actually enjoyed it playing up top with him and it was totally different. I went, I went onto the pitch thinking goals, no assists. Aye. You know what I mean? Whereas when I'm playing the 10, I go on thinking, what can I do? What can I assist? What can I... Mm-hmm. Instead of just that one thing, thinking, let's just get goals here. There's a space up for grabs there because even Big Shane came in and I don't see Shane as an outright striker as well, so maybe that number nine shows next season, mate. Hopefully, well, I'm open to um, the gaffer. The gaffer knows me. He knows he's, he's been on to me a, a good few times about the way I played at Hearts. Obviously, he's seen a lot of me when I was at Hearts, and I played as a poacher at Hearts, the exact yep. same through the middle. Was Robbo um, Straker coach when you were there, or was it Stevie Crawford? Was Robbo there when you were at Hearts? Eh? He was. Um, Robbo was. He basically done after the game, kind of the ah, the hospitality the, stuff. Ah, the hospitality aye. and, aye, and stuff. Him. But he was always he was always running about training and in the training ground. We seen him mess up the second day. 
Um, he came into training a few times, offered some shooting competitions. I thought his pants done with them, so I did. Wasn't <laughs> he was getting on, so he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he was, um, I was obviously every game in that, but Stevie Crawford was the, the striker coach at the time. Um, he was brilliant, so he was. Well, but unless you're saying a light for light, we're going to look for a different striker. Obviously, we, obviously Jordan had more a uh, physical presence. I mean, decent air, he can hold the ball up. So maybe we're going to try with a, maybe a bit more mobile nine next year, and it could be you, buddy. But how's um, how's Robert work with then? Obviously, we've got, we've, we've more Robert well at Inverness since he's set him around. You've worked with him outside the club at Hearts. Um, good manager, I can imagine. Also, for a striker, you just you feed off his knowledge. Ah, he's, um, he's a good manager. He's, he's um, obviously he's got a good bunch of players as well to work with, so I think that, that helps him as well. So he's um, obviously as a striker, he's all he's been on to me a good few things about getting more goals and, and um, stuff that I know I'm, I'm capable of doing, uh, getting more. You know what I mean, uh, I know myself, I'm capable of getting a lot more. But it's it's one of the things you just try to take everything in. Obviously, I try and I pick up the wee things he's telling us and. And shooting drills and and stuff like that, but he's he's good all round. He's he's good with all the boys. He's get away once they play and and stuff like that. He's he's um he's a good man manager and he's um ah, he's decent. Ah, good manager. You've got to say decent. I suppose I'm asking these questions. I still remember you still play for us, mate. You can't see shite. So yeah, it's a bit an easy answer for you, mate. So next season, then obviously. What's aspirations then? Obviously, Hearts coming down, it's going to be tough. I mean, I think most sensible fans would say that your favourite's the league, but you've been at Hearts before. There's a lot of pressure there as well. So, when it comes to being the favourites, there's also going to be that expectation for the fans that they're going to hump teams every week. Um, are you confident that we'll, we'll do well? I totally, as you said there, but obviously, with Hearts coming, coming down as well, like, they'll be under huge pressure to get to get straight back up. Um, obviously, with the budget they've got compared to us and, and um, the rest of the league. and the size of the club they are, um, so they'll be under under huge pressure to go and obviously try and do the same as what they've done the year in the championship championship they had and went up. So there'll be there'll be um, massive pressure on them there. For us, I think um, we got to cut the mistakes we had last season. Definitely, we got to learn from them um, and basically try and try and play the play the same and and um, add more to our game and. Obviously, it's, it's difficult. Obviously, we've not got the squad and we've not been back into training yet to see mm-hmm. the final, but obviously, we need obviously need a, a couple more um, to, to fill the squad and mm-hmm. hopefully players come in and uh, push push boys for positions. And Obviously, when we get back, it'll be, it'll be good to see what, what, what's come in and what boys are about and, and hopefully it improves us and we can go and kick on. Obviously, we set a marker, a finishing second last season, so... Mm-hmm. A few team, teams in the championship uh, sent some good players as well, so it'll, it'll be tough. The championship's always tough. It's it's a hard league to get to get out. Of you like the area? I mean, I can tell from your social media posts you go out and about and you see the area. But it's as much about not so much the club as well as what we do, but the city as well, the environment that of the sort of players off the pitch, how he's all got on. I mean, is there still that bond where he's all hang about after training? Um, so I, I know you all live, live near, near each other, but is there that off the field bond that we used to have years ago? I there's quite a lot of boys like a like a game of golf and um, there's obviously a, a good few who have been together through lockdown as well training, um, doing wee bits and bobs and and stuff like that. So it's we've got a, a tight group of players and you're, you only have like ten minutes of a feature, so mm. you you've always got that kind of 
pick up the phone if you're you're not doing it. And one one of the days that you're bored or something, there's always boys um, round about doing the same thing. You just go and meet up with them and and um, do things. So I we're tight as a group. So you got no solo rubber bumpers. Well, um, we've got your best living, mate, so again, you got a plethora to choose from, mate, so Celtic, obviously, the youngster, um, and then teams like St. Johnson, Hamilton, Hibs, Hearts, Dundee United, and also ourselves, mate, so you've got a lot to choose from, so let's start with the, the formation, what's the, what's the key to this formation before we start with the goalkeeper? Uh, a 4 2 three, one Modern, mate, yeah, okay. Why is that? Is that a formation you like to see teams play, or...? I, I like that formation. I, it's it's one I, I prefer. See, not normally you you be you be difficult for me. So a lot of the boys had on the, the the best eleven. I could predict maybe eight or nine there who they're going to pick. But you, it could be empty. So I, I've not got a goalkeeper for you, mate. So let's see. Is it is it obviously it's Celtic? I didn't I didn't play. I was on the bench, so it, it's hard to pick. Obviously, if I was if I could pick a Celtic one, it'd be Forster. Well, Mark Rogers picked Kaka, and I don't think Mark Rogers ever shared the field with Kaka apart from training. So he pulled Kaka out the back door. So you can right. you throw whoever you want, James. So whoever you should. Fraser Foster, definitely the hardest keeper I've ever tried to beat um, by a mile. Um, just absolute wall. So he was um, in training, that doing the shooting drills. You're, you're training against obviously good goals at that time as well, Zoska. But it's just obviously you come up against him, you're putting him into top top corner and you think to yourself, oh, yeah, that's, that's going in, but next minute he's he's pulling it out. Massive, some size. I mean, I'm, I think most Celtic fans be gutted they never got him back, but um, um, we'll go right back, um, Callum Parson. Nice, okay. I is he is, is he he's still at Cardiff? Is he playing up front now or is he still, is still, is still, still right back? He plays, as, plays as a striker eh, with Cardiff, but at Hearts he obviously played as a, a right-back. Mm-hmm. And for me, he's a striker at that time, and as I said, like as a poacher. Aye. I knew every time Kel got the ball, he got forward. Mm-hmm. And his, his deliveries, because he, he played as a striker so many times, he knew where, the bo- where to put it. And um, he had a great whip with his right foot, and he just used to put it in that area between the goal and defence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was brilliant for myself and for strikers at the club at that time. You knew you were going to get at least two of them off of my game. So was he a striker yeah. the youngster then, James? He went back to be a right back and then he's also back up top of Cardiff? I think he was a right back and then, it's, can you mind when Hearts get relegated, they were struggling for a striker and they put him up because he, he can jump, he's, his leap's unbelievable. But he's he's very, very good player, very athletic player. Um, I would definitely have him as right back, yep. You're married. So, left-back, who are we going for that? Have to be um, Lewis Stevenson. Ah, good player. I saw the What, because the other boys had at Hibs? Yep, Lewis Stevenson. Um, on and off the pitch, unbelievable guy. Just, all young boys should should look up to this kind of person, um, this kind of player. He's good trainer, yeah? Great, every single day, 110%. Off the pitch, the nicest, quietest guy ever. Um, until he gets his ring cam. He likes to pipe up and he's doing the Christmas night and have that um, no. top guy. Um, quiet, honest, so quiet, but um, he's a leader in his ways um, in the gym, the training field. And then you go into a game, you're, he's he's one of the players for a manager. You know you're going to get a seven of him every single day, every every game. He's so consistent. You know he's not going to let the team down. 
you know what you're going to get from him and that's what you get. It's, he's, a, he's a good player. He's very good on the ball, defensively, very good, strong. Um, so, I definitely my, my left back. Uh, full-backs both sides of the Edinburgh divide. Who's your uh, first centre-half then, mate? Centre-half would be Darren McGregor. Uh, solid. I'll rate him. Like him. Um, obviously, when I was at Hibs, it was it just moved for Rangers. Played of the year for Rangers. And they let him go to come to Hibs. He could play the year for Hibs, didn't he? But it's not back-to-back. Play the year. Aye. Aye, I remember that stat. He was uh, an absolute machine. So mm-hmm. quick. So so strong. An absolute unit so he was um, hard to get by you would get by him at times and training and stuff and you'd think yes I'm away um, but he's just always just that grit he's, he's got that grit between his teeth where he's going to get you no matter what mm-hmm. and um, he's, but it was um, in games and that for us it was just solid it wasn't it the greatest on the ball but it wasn't the worst but mm-hmm. defensive wise it was it was a it was a wall at the back I was great. I thought Rangers let him go too soon. I don't know if he was just. He was just. He, I mean, I know he's a Hibs fan, so I don't think he was too disappointed to go to Hibs, obviously. But I think he probably deserved another couple of years at Rangers and maybe. I guess most obviously. Um, I used to, my, my mates, a couple of my mates are Rangers fans, and they were at that time. I like couldn't believe they'd let him go. He was obviously their best player. They they voted that, and he was he was for a centre half. He was no nonsense, kind of a brick wall for them as well. So. It's a bit of a, a surprise for a lot of Rangers fans to let them go to Hibs. Oh, I thought that as well, mate. So, hey, so for us. three solid defenders so far, mate. Who's the last of your, your back four? Last of my back four. This is this is a tough one because it would be between um, Fontaine and Paul Hanlon. Right, okay, okay. Two solid centre-halves. Obviously, I can't have two... Uh, both of them are left, so they do a left side and centre half. So mm-hmm. I'd probably go, probably go Hanlon. That's sweet left footer, wasn't it? Aye, Hanlon. Um, Fonts was was brilliant as well, but I, I would have Hanlon. Um, just the same as kind of as Louis Stevenson. He was pure professional. Mm-hmm. Um, solid at the back, good on the ball. It was good to play for me for a centre half step him in. You're playing the number ten role. You need your centre half to be able to see that as well, and he was really good at that. Um, that reverse pass through the midfield, if the two midfielders would would leave the space for it for mm-hmm. coming off. So for me, playing with him, it was it was good at times where I would drop into the hole and he, he would be able to just wrap it in and um, and find us. But also on the other side of the game, defensive wise, he was he was solid. I think big Mark Rogers had him in his best eleven, and uh, I think Mark played him under twenty one for Scotland, but. Obviously, that helped us when we played Hibs in the Cup and he saved his penalty, but obviously we lost the game. But ah, he's uh, a solid yeah, centre-half. Solid half can strike the ball well, so a good pick. Yeah. Right, so that's back four cover. Mate, let's get into midfield. And who are we having in the holding midfield role? Number, who's your number six? I'm going Dylan McGeoch. Okay, ah, another Hibs eye. Good player. Yep. Um, Dylan's... You must be at Celtic at the same time, yeah? Well, he, he went to... Um, we were at Celtic when Froofy, about 10-year-old. He went Rangers, and, didn't he? He went to Rangers at, at yeah. one point. He was a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. I could always mind him. He was, it was a standout. Him and Cal McGregor were mm-hmm. in the same age group. The two of them were, were the standouts in the younger group. But he um, then moved to Rangers and then came back right. and, into the first team. 
mm-hmm. later on. Um, but I think uh, for Bill, he could have went a lot higher than what he's went, but he's had so many injuries, it's kind of killed him. Mm-hmm. He's, um, if you speak to anybody that's played with him or played alongside him, they'll, they'll say the same thing. He's, he's top class. Eh? I, I, I see him in the same bracket as, as, as John McGinn. I think he could have went the, the kind of same, same, had the same career as what John's obviously going on to have, but mm-hmm. I think just for injuries and, and stuff like that, I think it's just kind of, kind of killed him a bit, but he's, he's, um, he's top class still, top class. Still, still Aberdeen, obviously still at this level, but I, I get it, I mean, when, I, when I saw the young boy at Celtic, I thought, holds the ball well, always pick, always looking up, take the ball to turn, looking for a pass, and uh, <laughs> I, decent player, mate, and uh, you're right, probably, 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 I uh, just hampered him, but, Solid team so far, James. Who's who's next to Dylan in the midfield? Um, Fraser Fivey. He's he's obviously went part time, but speaking to him, he obviously I speak to him quite a lot. Um, he's enjoying it. He's enjoying being part time. Um, I don't think back home as well, isn't it? So he's back up Aberdeen with the family. He's got a house and that up there, so it's he's he's really enjoying it. And it's an odd one for me looking at him. I think you get so much he could offer to the game. Yeah, he's he's ability wise and. For, for teams even in the championship and, and stuff like that even even the Prem is good enough to play in the Premiership still so it's a, a weird one but obviously you got to do what makes makes you happy um, totally agree with what he's doing and he's happy with it but as a player as well very very good in the ball more defensive um, as a sitter kind of type of player good at reading the game uh, breaking up kept it simple his passes and like what our boys do, but also could do that our side, like the good passes into midfield if he's seen you in the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd find you as well. So he was very, very intelligent player and um, disciplined player as well. Let me ask so, two, two slots to sort of hold my fielders in. So, three, so let's go. Who's, who's in the right wing first then, mate? Who's your, your right winger? Right winger would have to be on form right now and played with him, Martin Boyle. Just total, total pace, like, but for a few years ago when I played with him to now watching him, I think it's, it's evolved, credit, it? credit to him. He's, he's added to his game. You can see the pass now, his final delivery, and he's, he's scoring goals. Mm-hmm. He's taking his game to the next level. Um, obviously, the first year I was at Hibs, he didn't play much. He came mm-hmm. on as a sub. Um, Lenny came in. Lenny's a big fan of pace. Um, and he became Lenny's boy. He was <laughs> Lenny loved him. And then I, 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 him. I, I, I didn't like the Celtic, James. I, I don't know if that was true or not, but I, I heard that Lenny likes him that much. He was going to take me Celtic, and I, I, he could probably. I don't know if he start for Celtic in the current team. Obviously, we we obviously Forest in the right, but he could hold his own for Celtic. I think. I think the boy's a player. I definitely like. I'm a Celtic fan, but um, now I, I'd take him in a minute at Celtic. Um, just to put, obviously, they've not got any backup wingers. He can play through the middle, he can he can play both wings through the middle. I think it'd be a great asset for, for Celtic um, or any team in the Premier League. I think obviously Rangers were linked to him as well at some point. But as I've said, he's, he's took his game to the next level and um, it's, it was good. Obviously great to see him. Great to see him now. Um, I think he can also go in a couple of levels as well. And he's, he's also he's made a bang at start of the season uh, Right, so boil the right hand side. Who's who's in the left in mate? Uh, Jamie Walker. I'm not. I'll be with me, James. I was thought if he go higher, I know obviously the move didn't work out well for him, and he's back here. But that be another one that maybe injuries have played a big part. Or? 
Aye, totally, totally. Just I mean, they, they wrong times and kind of maybe the wrong kind of move for him as well and and that. But oh, top, top, top player. Like, so hard to get the ball off him. Just I was reading about like last week in the paper. I think it was John McGlynn that was saying about making he can change a game himself. And it's true. He's that, that type of boy where he, he can be quiet for. Seventy odd minutes, and then next minute he pops up with an absolute screamer for, for nowhere or a bit of magic. He's got he's got that in his locker. Um, very cultured right foot, um, and um, playing alongside him at the time, and um, seeing him in training every day. I was like, I was really impressed. Before I had obviously heard him and stuff like that, but until you see certain players mm-hmm. day in day out, you don't realise how good they really are. Uh, and that's that was one that kind of opened my eyes to Jamie was top class. Unfortunately, for us, mate, he likes to go against Inverness, which isn't so good in this podcast, mate, but I can see how he's put him in, mate, boy, he's a player, and uh, I back at hearts, mate, so he's still, he's still pretty young, isn't he? He's not, he's not that old, so he's still got time in his hands, so. So who's your, who's your number 10 then, mate, after, after Jamie and Martin and your wing? Um, has to, I, I'm putting McGinn in there, John McGinn. As a 10? Uh, as a 10, well, as a 3 in the kind of middle. Right. The 3 in the middle, um, but I think, obviously, out of the 3, John's merely the one that we get forward and get goals. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm putting him in there as a kind of third midfielder. Um, but also he can see a pass as well. And he, he's worked great. Um, he's done, I think he's done unbelievable, obviously. Oh, aye. So far, I think that the injury killed him this season. I think coming back after lockdown, that he wasn't he, he, his full self. But mm-hmm. um, I think obviously the start of the new season, he'll, he'll get back to that and he'll show the form he's shown. The last few years, should be asking Austin yeah. as well. He's got a chance to play the Premier. I'm sure. It, I think it's even doubted he's got moved to another team. But I think we with Villa staying up and stuff, he's got a good chance to cement himself in the team next season. And uh, he, he's he's got that. He's got that that arse that that turn they used to always do. His arse was absolutely solid. Never seen anything like it. Um, that, he's got some arse in him. Right? Is that is that, is that oh, weapon? <laughs> oh, honestly, I ran into him in training. Had a dead leg for a week. I was missed a game because of it. Um, right. His arse was absolutely solid. Um, he just used to put it in. There was no way you were getting run about him to, to get the ball, but he's um, ah, he's done unbelievable for himself. He's he's um, obviously as I said, a whole a whole Dylan in the same bracket as him, but obviously injuries have kind of kind of killed Dylan in a way. But I think going forward, obviously, in, in um, McGinn's point, he's he's more of a thought. He he can shoot, he can finish. He's got a great strike on him, left foot. So I'd put him in the number ten for him. Hey, who's up? Who's up top? Then you you play with a few good strikers, so. Who's your, who's your this, is, this is possibly my hardest of, so I've got like Jason, um, Grant Holt, I only played it with, with Holtie for a year, but I thought he was brilliant. That's, that's, that's a big wrestler, isn't it? Big wrestler? Uh, big Holtie. Um, right, yeah. Just for me personally, like him was, he was he was great for my game, like playing off him, like playing yeah, the number yeah. 10, I knew when the ball went up, you knew you could make a run, you knew what one touch he was, he was pinning off the air. Uh, he was either letting it through his body for you to run on occupying defenders throughout that way. Um, I'm going to go with Osman So. Right, okay. Uh, he, was, he was good for you boys at Hearts that season, wasn't he? Uh, um, he got his move to obviously China mm-hmm. after after that. Um, but he, was, he, was, he had everything. Um, for a big guy, his feet were incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, he could finish cultured left foot. Um, a great guy off the pitch, big child, so laid back, um, kind of person. But he was um, on the pitch and that he was brilliant, brilliant to play with as well. Um, 
good intelligence round about the box, like you would know where you were when the ball was coming into him behind you, we flicked round the corner. Good to link up with and mm-hmm. as a striker in that year. Um I'd say he's would be my be my number nine in, in a team. He can he can head or he wasn't great at heading but he could do it. But for his size, his power, his pace, um his finishing that'd be my number nine. No, I was impressed with my hearts. I mean, don't we know? I remember when Dundee Rita seen him last season, I thought, I'm a bit worried about this. But it's, it's, not, it's not really happened for him since China. I mean, nah, it's smart, wasn't it? And it's just maybe just getting that at right move, James, and maybe find a team that suits him rather than yeah. chase a different move. But no, that's a good 11, mate. I mean, let's get through it. First, we'll, we'll, we'll go to your subs, see the people that you've, you've maybe, you're not pissed off, but you've, you've maybe... <laughs> I've probably got a few phone calls. I've got to see you. Maybe, maybe, maybe not somebody's getting Christmas cards last, but we'll see who you've relegated. Yeah, Christmas cards last, but we'll see who you've relegated to the bench. But your first living so far, mate. Fraser Foster, Callum Patterson, Lee, Lewis Stevenson, Darren Mariger, Paul Harlan, Dylan McGeeuk, Fraser Fivey, Martin Boyle, Jamie Walker, John McGinn, and Osmond So up top. Right, so we'll get five spaces, mate. Do you need five in the bench or do you need more or less? Um, I'll go with five. We'll go with five. Right, okay, so who's the first person you're trying to install stay pals with? Um, do you need to have a goalkeeper? You don't? No, 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 no. You have five strikers if you want, mate. Just, what, what, yeah, what? That's, that's ideal. Um, I'll go back up for at the back, Big Fonts, Fontaine, William Fontaine. Right, okay, okay. Um, for midfield, Marvin Bartley. I, 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 I like Marvin. He's a good player, obviously. Was it only happens one season or was it two seasons? I'm trying to remember. I know he was like part of your team, but I uh, no, he he stayed for three. I'm sure it was three years he stayed. Right, okay. Maybe maybe longer. Um solid player, I funny guys, he just all seems seven out of ten again every week, yeah. It's just um solid, couldn't get by him, like great reading the game. Just mm-hmm. done the dirty work for your team, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was brilliant at it. And just basically won the ball back and mm-hmm. And, and give it to the ball playing players and he was, he was brilliant at it. He was, it was great to have back there a massive bit of security in the front of the back four, so he was. So see, it's, 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 maybe I'm, I'm thinking from a defender's perspective, but see if a striker knowing that you've got potentially a fist defender there, that anchor man sitting there holding holding the sit of midfield together, mastering the defence, it's it's a good thing to have, you know, it's all my career, I couldn't know a lot of players can play it, but I always see Bartley's that sort of you know, an anchor man there just open up a lot of stuff. I did, he didn't get the credit he was he was he deserved. I saw it first two mates. Who's your who's your third defender? Um third defender, third sub, sorry. Third sub, um I'll go Jason Cummins. Okay. Madman. Aye, great guy, half a half a pitch, unbelievable, funny, just hilarious, but on a pitch, deadly, deadly in front of goal finishing. Nine times out of ten he's he's putting a half chance away, so um definitely. I he's he, 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 he still got a good career. He's still young. I mean, he's, he's played for some massive teams, also Hibs and Rangers and stuff. But we think we think the problem with Cummins is is it just maybe finding the right fit again or get the right the balance because he's I think just need, needs to get got under a manager who trusts him again. Eh, I think that's that's massive. Um, mm-hmm. Trusting football is everything. See if your manager doesn't trust you, it's it's um, it's no great. Obviously. He's not going to play you if he doesn't trust you. He's not going to give you the minutes you want mm-hmm. as well. So it's it's hard as a player if a manager doesn't trust you. I think that's a wee bit just where kind of things that's happened with Jason. And that, but he can't take away from him. He's 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 absolutely deadly. He's, I think he, if he, he finds that again, like a manager is going to push him and and that they'll, they'll get the best out of him. And 
the best of them is getting goals, and, and goals is the biggest thing for teams. So, natural he's got it, he's got it. It's just natural ability, isn't it? Aye, uh, he's. Um, it could be he. Jason, but the thing with Jason is he could be horrendous, like absolutely brutal in a game for for eight nine minutes, but just somehow he will get you that goal. Eh? He's a good trainer. Practice. Does he seem to be a good trainer, Matt? I, I might be wrong, but he seems to be sort of guy that maybe turns up on a Saturday, but maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's... it's no, nah, he, he puts the work in. Like, he's, huh? he's daft as a brush, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> he, as you would say, brandy, yeah. He's, he's, he's just so daft, but hilarious and so harmless. Mm-hmm. Um, but, ah, he puts the work in. Um, possession in that, he wasn't, he wasn't the greatest at, like... Can I can I in training, but he, he's a very good player. Like we, you knew if you had them in, in your team, like in games and that in training and stuff, like just, just put the ball in an area for him. He'll, he'll get him in an area where he's in front of goal or something. He'll get a goal for you, and that's that's the save he, t- he took that one in, in the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, his movement, he just picked up areas in the box where your defenders just couldn't couldn't kind of find him and and stuff like that. And, he was, um, he was really, really good at that. In a way, he's intelligent when you think about it as a striker. Um, Most madmen off the pitch are, are geniuses on the pitch, aren't they? Aye, uh, so um, it goes to show it's, it's he's daft as a brush, but comes a Saturday, a lot of strikers are, are wishing they had that kind of movement or intelligence inside the box is what, is what he has. No, no, a player of always liked, mate. So that's three, uh, five, so who's your fourth sub? Go Grant Holt. Okay, okay, yeah, you mentioned him a wee bit earlier on. So, we see yeah. more, I mean, I remember we went to Hibs, I mean, boy, the great career at Norwich and stuff like that. Was that for more stuff he'd done off the pitch for you then, rather than on the pitch, or a bit of both? Uh, a bit of both. Um, he was a great character in the changing room. Um, it was good at, good at helping the boys. Um, a bit of advice, during, even during games, he'd, he'd talk to you through games and that. Like, I, mean, I can mind when he first came in, I was, I was making runs for the number 10 role. It was Lenny who brought him in and through pre-season I was playing, we're playing a diamond midfield I was at the top of it and um, I was making runs and stuff and they weren't making kind of the runs to shoot him mm-hmm. and he, he would just say to me can I adjust it to like coming a bit closer or, or here or there and through pre-season it just, I ended up going on scoring seven or eight goals in pre-season after that and most of, the, most of my goals were, were coming off of him and then we just kind of took it into, into the season linked up really well and and it just helped the game. I just, I just had that so much confidence in him. Where when it's the game changed, where he had to go back to front. If the ball was going anywhere near Holtley, I knew to make my run and run about him. Or the way he told me, I knew he'd get the ball with. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so, so effective um, for players running about him. Like even when I wasn't playing, um, they knew when it was going up there, it was sticking. It wasn't coming back at us. Aye. Even at that, at the age of, is that like I can always mind a story for you. Um, I got an absolute rocking off like uh, Lennon, Europa League, and um, I'd come on as a sub and hope they'd obviously been on most of the game. And obviously, it was 35 36 at this time, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'd only come on for like extra time, the end of the game, and then extra time. I got an absolute rocking, and he's like, you, I bring you on to a game, you fucking you, you run. And um, I've got, I've got a fe- 35 year old pensioner up front, and he's running there on you. <laughs> and that. But I went to show, like, he was 35, but I'm looking at him, I'm thinking to myself, like, you're coming to the end of your career, and the miles you put in the game, I'm thinking to myself, how's he managing, managing to do that? But 
that was that was the, the thing that he always used to say, hard work, just work hard, and he still says it to this day. That's how he got to where he got to. Decent five so far, mate. Uh, decent four, sorry. So your fifth one and your last sub is who? I'll go with Alex Neal. Um, I, I, I can mind, obviously, going to Hamilton in my first loan spell. And then I didn't, I didn't do great. Um, I found that I found it with uh, Billy Reid at the time. He was the manager. It was just mental stuff. Like I was, I hadn't seen it like anywhere. Like obviously, I'd come through at Celtic for for ten years, and it was, mm-hmm. you know, the best, the best coaches, everything, and, and stuff like that. And it was, it took me a lot of time to adapt. To work. is it hard when you go through from to another team, even alone, just because of the facilities or the the lack of intensity or the knowledge? What's what's life from your perspective? Totally. Totally, I can totally understand every young boy. It goes through the whole firm to a, to a team in Scotland where every week you're drilled for years and years. Winning is the only objective. Mm-hmm. Playing football, dominating games is the only objective. Like mm-hmm. that's that is it. Like you, you are the best group of young boys coming through in the country. So you're winning every single week. Mm-hmm. You're developing with the best coaches. You've got the best facilities, and. Um, You've got the best of the best, really, and then you go to a, a smaller club in Scotland, and you don't you don't expect it, and you get into games, and you're getting dominated by the opponents. You're not getting the chances you're used to getting, so you're coming off frustrated with that. Yeah, it was a massive learning curve. The the, the six month, well, it wasn't even six months. I think it was three months because I'd cut it short the first mm. time I went to Hamilton. Um, but it was a real eye opener for me, and it was probably the best thing that happened. As young boys at Celtic, that yeah, as you would say, mummy cuddles. You don't, you don't see how how um, the facilities and how hard it's going to get when you leave Celtic. If if you don't make it at Celtic, obviously, and you no, need to leave, like, you're 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 going to basically, as you would say, the big bad world. So it's it's um, it was a great eye opener for me at that time. But facility wise, you're training at Lennoxdown, and you've got the gym, you've got everything. Mm-hmm. I've needed to ask you so so much money spent on it, and then obviously I went to Hamilton. We're training and like gym work and stuff. We're in the that way, changing room. We're like build up weights. You know what I mean? So it was like yes. I, it was it was a total eye opener, but a good one at that time. See, I was thinking about this. I mean, I still think we should look at Ofer Market. There's a lot of players. I mean, you played against obviously. The infamous game last year against Rangers Colt. I thought a couple of boys like Boy Patterson for Rangers look players. Boy Kennedy looked like a player last yeah. season. I think for us, Cash is king obviously at the moment. I think we should be looking at old firm. But again, it's the mentality. We, 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 we've been burnt in the past. You, a good pal of yours, you remember Andre Blackman at Celtic, wouldn't you? Oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aye. Aye. So, we had that crackpot in Monestra a couple of games and uh, I think we sacked him actually. We sent him back. And uh, with the guy Bajram Fetai for Rangers, who you might remember back in the day. But I think we've been bumping past Will Firm players, um, Audrey Blackman being the last one, but I always think that's a market for us. There's some good talent there that need game time, you know, it's just getting the right fit whether they can come to Highlands and settling yeah. off the pitch. So having people there like you, maybe maybe I set a feather in our cap, mate, to try and help the guys settle in. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's obviously it's hard for a manager as well to get the right ones in it. If you look at it from my point of view when I went, like got to a stage obviously when relations had broken down with Billy Reid and that. Mm-hmm. I was not caring at that point because I knew I was going back to Celtic. It's a blanket and it's security blanket. You're so you get, you, you'll get that way with, with loans and stuff like that. Where if they've got two, like I had two years left my contract at Celtic. At, no, it wasn't two years. It was a year mm-hmm. left my contract. So I knew I was going back to Celtic. So 
Mm-hmm. And I had that year, so it was a weird one in that way. Whereas if you get some young boys and it doesn't go the right way, they're putting in the full amount they would put in for their own club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a kind of balance. You need to find the right character, the right the right attitude, and then the ability to go with it. No, it's, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's, it's probably a double-edged sword, James, isn't it? I mean, as you say, if you get a blanket to go back to, but then when the club cut the cord at the end of the, the contract, then it's like, right, shit, what have I got to do now? You know? You, Correct. And you, you, you for me, is that I found out, like, I thought when I was at Celtic at the time, I'm leaving Celtic, the biggest club in this country. Mm-hmm. There's going to be teams wanting me. Aye. And see, see, when that happened, when I was leaving, there, there wasn't many. Mm-hmm. And I'm like to myself, wait a minute, like... I've been doing this at youth level, I've been doing that at youth level. Mm-hmm. And then there's no no much here. So for for a lot of young boys it's it's surprising like at the old firm and that there's when the the cord does get cut, it's it is a, a major eye opener and a major worry to, oh. to what's the next step. Let's just uh, recap the old uh, best eleven. So again, cracking team. No other less players in there, James, but I thought it might get something in the bench, but I, I, you've only been with one year, so I'll let you off with it. But Sean Gold, Fraser Foster, Cal Patterson, Lewis Stevenson, Danny McGregor, Paul Harlan, Dylan McGeoch, Fraser Fivey, Martin Boyle, Jamie Walker, John McGinn, Osmond So is your first 11. And then me at the bench, Liam Fontaine, Marvin Bartley, Jason Cummins, Grant Holt, Grant Holt and Alec Neal. I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind a few of the boys that I'm on this next season with you, mate, if, if that could ever happen, but... I was, uh, I was talking to you before we recorded, so I bumped into the Palios, um yesterday. Uh, most listeners in this pod will know him from Simon Ferry podcast, Paul Slane. Quite a quiet, quiet character. Probably one of the prime examples, I think, of boys that you're talking about that maybe had it good at a young age and then never made potential, but obviously he's got a lot of injuries. But he told me actually a few stories about him. See, any any, any Paul Slane stories you can share with the guys that's, that's PC? Oh, there's so many, yeah. Um... I thought a top guy. Um, a person as well, as you talk as a footballer, um, could have went to the very top. Um, Is that good, James? I mean, I, I spoke to him and I, I, I remember seeing him play. Um, I'm sure he played against him because he's won when he's won, won only against for Celtic, it was against us. Um, but I remember seeing him for a Motherwell in that Europa League run he had and he was he was fearless up in that wing. He was just taking players on, but was he really that good? I played against him um, a good few times coming through the youth. He was a year older than me, and um, at youth level, and that he was he was brilliant. He was the same as James Forrest, mm-hmm. just a direct winger, um, really good. Like couldn't really get a ball off him, quick, mm-hmm. quite powerful as well. Um, he was just a really really good player. But um, obviously injuries, injuries absolutely killed me. I actually done my cruciate at the same time he had done. So I think he'd done his cruciate as well. So we had um, spent obviously nearly the like, nine months together in a, a gym and that, and it was hard times as well. He'll tell you it was tough times, but um, off the pitch and that, it was it was a, a bundle of joy, as you'd say. It's just you just you just look at him, you you laugh, eh? For some reason, I face it. Aye, he's top class. Just the, the stuff he used to get up to and. And stuff like that. Obviously, we went a trip to, to Hong Kong and we used to go like, every year. And, and um, I was rooming with him. And, and, and um, we were doing it in the market one day. We ended up buying, see one of the, it's like, you see them in the back of gardens, like dog toys, and you squeeze the chicken and it, it lets out that noise, dead loud. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had um, obviously, we, we bought one to get back to 
room and that we'd been messing about getting up and doing like the, the market precedent everybody was like turning around and, and stuff like that so it was it was late on one night and it must have been like one two in the morning and um so then he's obviously got up and just started like pressing this chicken in the room and it was quite late at night so everybody's obviously in their rooms and how oh, the fuck's that noise kind of thing next minute we've got a chap in the door and it's Danny McGrain, so we're not pressing it. <laughs> Fucking get to sleep or something. I said, <laughs> get to sleep. Just get that chicken away or something. <laughs> so we were just dead silent behind the door, howling. So we didn't press it any of that night. No, I, I, no, but to lie, we did end up, Danny was walking back to the room or something. And then <laughs> Slaney's pressed it and he's come, he's come marching back behind the door. So when they get away, to open the door. So we've gave, we've gave him the chicken. Passing ourselves, he's, he's caning us. So we ended up going to our beds and it was the next night and it was we were allowed out to a certain time. I swear down, he'll tell you this. We're walking back to the room. <laughs> Working by Danny's room. And next minute all you heard was a chicken going off. <laughs> 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 no chance. Danny McGrain's in that room playing with a chicken. No chance. No. Hey, some boy, but he's, he's doing well for himself now. He's uh, sky's the limit for him now. You know, I, he's massive time. He hardly answers the phone to you. No, oh, that. No, I mean, he's, he's, he's massive thing now, so it's hard to get a phone. But I've, I've got his social number. He knows that I've been I phoned his mummy yeah, a couple of times, so he's not happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, wind up, mate. But no, I appreciate you coming on, mate. Um, good luck for next season. Obviously, we're we're hoping to get back in the ground soon, mate. And uh, let's hope we can we can go one better next season and uh, get a cheeky promotion from Inverness. Definitely, you got to Go aim for it. Right, mate. All right, well, we'll see you in the stands when we can get back in, mate. But no, thanks for coming on, mate. And uh, yeah, good luck again for the season, mate. Top man. Thanks for having us. Good, mate. All right, thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Yep, yep.